This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Bunny Michael and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing. The podcast where you ask me for advice and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and biased conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. everybody. Welcome to another episode. I hope that you're feeling good, whether you are driving in your car or walking your dog or cooking dinner or just laying in bed, whatever it is. I hope that you are excited to take a little bit of time and realign with your higher self, the part of you that knows that you are enough, that you always have been, that you have nothing to prove. Even if you didn't get your to-do list done, We are all whole. We always have been. All right. So today's episode is about gender affirming care. And this is a bit of a hot topic right now in our political climate. So I'm really, really glad that a listener sent in this question because it is something that is very near and dear to my heart, especially as a non-binary person. And before we get into the listener's question, I just want to talk a little bit about why I think this issue is important to everybody, whether or not you identify as non-binary or trans. Because the construct of gender, gender is a social construct. And now, if you look back at history, if you look back at how we've been shaped to view gender, why certain clothes are associated with a certain gender... When you go back into history, you see that our culture has changed over the years. It has evolved. At one point, men could wear dresses and now they can't. So all of these social rules, right, social constructs aren't necessarily inherently bad. And I think this is where a lot of the misunderstanding comes in, because when people who are unfamiliar with these ideas who have never really been in a situation where they're made to think about the construct of gender and you know why do we associate blue with boy and pink with girl (laughs) and all that kind of thing they get a little bit confused because when somebody's saying hey gender is a social construct it makes them feel like oh well you're trying to say that I'm less of a woman or you're trying to diminish my womanhood or my malehood and my masculinity or my femininity and that's not the case at all social constructs cultural constructs aspects of our culture are not inherently bad they are worth celebrating celebrating the ways in which we express ourselves, celebrating how we dress, celebrating the colors we like. The only 
only issue is when those social constructs become weaponized, when we use social constructs to hurt one another, to oppress one another, to say you don't belong, to erase somebody's identity, to claim that how somebody feels in their heart isn't valid. And this has been going on for so long, but right now it's particularly scary. So this affects us all because being on the path of our higher self is about bringing awareness to these social constructs in the ways in which we use it to harm ourselves and to harm each other. And the reason why we need to bring awareness around this, obviously, is so that things can change, so, so that we can live in a more joyful world and a more peaceful world. But in order to do that, we have to bring awareness around the things that aren't working, the ways in which we treat other people as if they are less worthy. Even if you don't identify with being non-binary or trans, you still are in the process of bringing more awareness to your conditioning, culturally, socially, and personally, based on your experiences. And it's giving you a kind of freedom to think, hey, is this working for me? Is this authentic for me? Are these the boundaries that I want? Is this the way I want to live my life? Is this the world I want to live in? And that's a necessary step towards changing it. So when you see that your fight is inherently linked to everyone else's, when we all see that we're all actually part of one family and that everybody deserves to be able to choose how they want to live their life and who they want to love and how they want to dress and how they want to express themselves, everybody has the right to that. And somebody else being themselves does not take away from you being able to be yourself. All right, let's get to the listener's question. Content warning, the following question mentions suicidal thoughts and self-harm. Please take care while listening. Hi, Bunny. Thank you so much for all the work you do. It had been profoundly helpful in my healing. I'm writing this on Wednesday. Friday, I'm scheduled for top surgery. This has been something I've looked forward to for years. A few weeks ago, I began to feel very nervous about the results and if it would be something I'm happy with. When I realized my period would start on surgery day, I was really worried because I have extreme PMS and I'm often suicidal the days before my period. This week, my mind has been flooded with doubts whether this is right for me. My doubts revolve around fears about the actual surgery as well as negative inner voice saying that I am mutilating my body and I am perverted for wanting this surgery. This fear and stress has made me unable to function properly. I'm not eating well or doing all I can to get in proper shape for the procedure. Last night, I was up at 4am with self-harm and suicidal thoughts. This really scared me and makes me really believe that I'm not ready for the procedure. I want to postpone the surgery so I have more time to prepare. I feel a lot of shame because I told so many people about the surgery and now I'm not going through with it. I also feel like I'm weak and failed at something that could make me happier. I wonder if you have any advice or feedback on how to engage my higher self in working through these feelings. Thank you. As I answer this question, it's been a couple weeks since you sent me your letter. So I am not sure if you 
are still postponing your top surgery, or maybe you have already had it. But either way, I want you to know that there is no right or wrong way to approach this. All of your feelings, your fears, your anxiety, all the ways this decision is bringing up your negative feelings, all of it is so understandable. This stuff is not easy. And the reason why it's not easy, other than the fact that having surgery can be scary no matter what the reason, is that so much of our society makes being trans or non-binary a heartbreaking experience, a difficult experience. All that trans and non-binary people want is to be able to be themselves. However, as we talk about a lot on this podcast, loving who we are is a really difficult thing to do in this world. And rather than face their own issues, a lot of people feel better about themselves by projecting negativity and pain on others. As I write this, there are over 400 anti-LGBTQ bills that have been proposed. Politicians use trans people as scapegoats for political power. They prey on people's fears of what they don't understand. They lie about them. Rather than keeping their constituents safe from actual violence, they ban drag shows, even banning dressing drag in public as if how how could you even define that? It's, it's so confusing. It's so dangerous. Life-saving, gender-affirming care is being denied to people who need it. And it seems like things are just getting worse. There was a right-wing politician who recently gave a speech at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee, who actually said that transgenderism needed to be eradicated. We should all be very upset and alarmed at, at what is happening. This is very serious, no matter who you are. And this is part of an old playbook of scapegoating the most vulnerable people in society. And it's highly dangerous. Every day, trans people are harassed and murdered for being who they are. At the same time, this political backlash is the result of so many people coming out as trans and non-binary, being unapologetically themselves, challenging the fixed gender binary, creating a paradigm shift in how we understand ourselves, how we differentiate between our higher selves and the conditioning of our culture that says we're supposed to dress this way, identify that way, love these people. Trans and non-binary people trigger some people's deepest fear, the fear of loving your true self. Because when you consciously love your true self, guess what? That means you have to be yourself around people. And that's really scary for some people. Some people have oppressed their authenticity for so long. And when they see other people out there being so courageous, being so themselves, just letting it all all out into the world, they deeply resent that kind of freedom because it's not a freedom they've been able to access within themselves. The thing is, loving yourself can be very terrifying because love brings up all the walls we have towards it, towards receiving it. So it makes sense, listener, that this act of loving yourself, giving yourself gender-affirming care, and or giving yourself the grace 
to have that care when you're ready for it, when you have worked and processed with the emotional stuff that's coming up because of it. It's bringing up all the walls you have towards letting that love in, all the voices that told you something was wrong with you, that you're perverted, all the doubts you have about you having autonomy over your own body, whether you get surgery or you don't get surgery. When we create a world for ourselves where we fully accept our authenticity, where we give ourselves that, all of the opposition in our own minds, in our past, in our triggers comes up, it resurfaces. That's part of the process. It's a very difficult part of the process. So even though you're having this stuff, even though you're facing these emotional thoughts, these negative thoughts, this self-loathing thoughts, this criticism, just because that stuff is coming up does not mean there's anything wrong with you. You are in a relationship with yourself and allowing your higher self to give you love and compassion is really hard. It is really hard to just let yourself receive that. This isn't about whether you get the surgery or not. It's about knowing that whatever feelings you're dealing with, you deserve tenderness, you deserve nurturing, you deserve compassion from yourself. It's true that top surgery could make you really happy on a physical level, on an emotional level, on a mental level. It could help you feel more like yourself. And that's amazing. It's amazing when somebody is able to more match how they feel on the inside with what they look like on the outside. But that won't change the fact that the deepest happiness, our deepest happiness comes from knowing that we have always been whole and nothing can take away from that. No law, no politician, no person in our past who said mean things to us, no person on the internet who might criticize us. Nothing, nothing can take away from the fact that you have always been whole. You've always been enough. The people that deserve to be in your life are not judging you for whatever time you need or whatever choice you make. Your journey is yours, no one else's. And it's absolutely okay to change your mind. It's absolutely okay to say, hey, I need more time. The fact that you have this self-awareness to say, you know what? I need to deal with some emotions. I need to deal with this stuff coming up. I'm not in the right mental space to handle a surgery. It just goes to show how much you care about yourself, how intuitive you are, how connected you are to your higher self that says, wait a minute, hold up. Let's be ready. Let's do this when we're ready. That's love. That's love. I'm here to remind you that you are beautiful. And the reason why you're beautiful is because your higher self is shining so bright. Your higher self loves you so much, is holding you in the ups and downs of your emotions. Your higher self is holding you on the darkest days and the days that feel like sunshine and rainbows. I am so glad that you wrote in because I want to also remind you 
that you need support in this process. You need somebody to talk to, to check in with. And I highly encourage you to reach out to an experienced therapist at least through this process of preparing for surgery and the aftermath and the recovery. We all need emotional support. This would be difficult for anybody. I know that I had surgery in 2019. It wasn't nearly as intense and it wasn't gender affirming, but the emotional process of that, I I really I was really, really happy to have a therapist at that time because it's emotional, you know, it's emotional stuff with our body is emotional, no matter who you are. So give yourself that grace. Talk to people who have been there. Reach out to friends who know a little bit more. Get as much information as you can. You need support. You need support. You don't have to do this all alone. I pray that more people in the world can know themselves the way that you know yourself. I pray that more people can detach themselves from such a limited view of what's possible. As you continue on your journey, you're just going to become more and more aware of what your needs are and how to be more kind and compassionate with yourself as you take it one step at a time. The process of connecting to our higher self isn't having all of the answers all of a sudden. It isn't about being strong all of the time. It isn't about never fucking up or never having a negative thought or never going to a dark place. It is about bringing compassion to all of the experiences. And through compassion, through kindness to yourself, That's when the answers become so much more clear. What's love calling me to do? And if that means to just accept that it's okay to wait, to struggle, for this to be hard. It's so much more relieving when you stop shaming yourself for being a human being. As wild as that is, we constantly shame ourselves for being human. And our higher self is the antithesis of that. It's a voice that says, "Mm, you're human. This world's hard. Stop being so hard on yourself. Just threw in a little meme there. That was an old one that I wrote like a long time ago, but it comes in handy. It's like, life is hard. Why are we being so hard on ourselves? Like it does not help. I'm so proud of you, babe. I'm so, so proud of you. So proud of you. Remember, this is your journey. Nobody else's. There is no one way to be trans or gender nonconforming or queer or anything. The most important thing is to Give yourself the love at every step of your journey. Okay, take care. Our relationship to our bodies is often really, really hard. And being able to feel connected to our bodies and love our bodies is really, really hard. And I read some body positivity quote, or maybe it was an influencer, I can't remember, but 
they were talking about how body positivity isn't about always loving your body, always being able to access love for your body or or say, I, you know, I love my body. No, body positivity is saying, okay, my relationship with my body, yes, it can be difficult at times like any other relationship, but I'm going to give myself grace. I'm going to acknowledge the ways in which I've conditioned. I'm going to acknowledge these voices were put into my head that says there's something wrong with me, or I can't change what I want to change, or society knows better what I need than I do. Body positivity is really just about giving yourself grace in the relationship with your body. That's really what it's about. And knowing that it's okay if sometimes it's hard. Relationships are hard. You have a relationship with your body. It's not always going to be easy. But your body loves you. And it's doing its best. So we can know it's not easy to be in a relationship with our body, but also be grateful for our bodies and say, thank you, body, for doing your best. I'm going to try to take care of you as best I can. And sometimes that means changing things about our body. Sometimes it means not changing anything. Why doesn't everybody listening right now, I want you to do one thing. It's just a little exercise. I want you to kiss your shoulder. Go. Thank you, body. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody do that right now. Kiss. Thank you, body. Thank you so much for being there for me. Feels good, right? Okay, babes. I'm sending you so much love. I love you and so does your higher self. Your higher self loves you so much. So allow yourself to receive that love. And I will see you next time. Take care.